Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Hope you guys had a, a good week so far. Sunday's the first day, isn't it? So it can't be that bad just yet. But uh, let's pray just as we get settled. Lord, we ask that you would strengthen us and speak to us. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here with us this morning. We acknowledge you, Lord, and we worship you and we give you this time, Lord. We pray that you would move in our hearts, that you would strengthen us and speak to us and use this time together to sharpen us and strengthen us in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, um, maybe just before I get started, I'm going to ask Karen to come up and she doesn't have a clue what I'm doing now. But I just felt, just to, just to really encourage Rach and Russ, maybe around this way, Dale. <laughs> yeah, just to pray for you guys. Is that okay? Yep. Yeah, you, you can do whatever you like, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just felt this morning for you guys that God wants to encourage you guys, but there is a shift occurring in your lives. And um, there, there is shifting seasons and, and some of the stuff, I, I can kind of see in three years things looking very, very different for you guys. And, uh, but he's, he's placed desires inside of you and that, that stirring is going to probably increase, not decrease, but in a good way, but in a good way. And I feel his, his warmth on an even agreeance amongst both of you where in the past it might be one wants to do one thing. There'll be a, a, a commonality about, okay, here's where we're going. Here's what we're doing. Here's where we're at. So, yeah. Do you want to pray and share? Oh, praise. You guys want to reach your hands toward them. We love you guys so much. <laughs> Father, we thank you so much for, for Russell and Rachel. We thank you for your hand upon their lives. We thank you for the beautiful anointing of your spirit that rests upon them. We thank you for the beautiful fragrance of Jesus that they carry. Shaka. And Lord, I thank you that it's the overflow of who they are and it's the overflow of their lives lived with you in the hidden places. And it's the, the beauty of their heart that's transparent before you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that it's your joy to rest upon them. That's your joy to rest upon their home and their family and their girls. Lord, I thank you that it's your pleasure. It's your pleasure to pour your spirit into them and upon them. And Father, I thank you for the increase that's coming. I thank you, Lord, for the, the burning that's coming. I thank you for the hunger. I thank you for the fresh, fresh, fresh anointing, Lord, at a new level, at a greater level, Lord. I thank you that there's more, there's more. He's been preparing you and increasing you and and shaking you and stretching you. And, and I really feel that the prophetic anointing upon you, Rachel, is about to increase and God's going to strengthen, expand it. And I just see the prophetess anointing coming forth like a trumpet from your mouth. And I just see things being decreed and released that are going to shake atmospheres and are going to break chains and bring things down in a significant way. And I feel the Lord saying, get ready, get ready. I've been preparing you. I've been taking you deep 
deep, 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 deep into deep places and spaces and seasons that no one else knows or sees because I am getting ready to inhabit you in a whole new way and release a fresh, fresh, fresh anointing upon your life. So we say yes, Lord, and amen. Yes, and amen. More, 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 more. Yeah, yeah. Just fresh new season of joy, of energy, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, yeah, fire, fire, fire. Yes, Lord, more of you, more of you, more of you. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I've learned over the years, I've got to kind of drag Karen with me as we, as we go. It's like a, just keep it, she'd go all morning. But uh, just, where, where's, I saw Sean here. Sean, is Haley here or is it? Oh, okay. That's okay, because I felt something for you. Do you want to come down the front? Is that you can bring a tribe if you want to. Yeah, I just felt for you, Sean, that um, God's placed a gift of discipleship on your life, um, and it's it's an easy thing for you. But maybe you you try. Uh, hey, Jasper, how you going, man? Yeah, come and join him, <laughs> and. Uh, but God's placed his hand on your life and it's, it's heavier than you think. It's stronger than you think. And you underestimate the influence that you carry and that you have. Um, but that gift of discipleship, I can see you in years to coming. It's going to grow. Your influence is going to grow. The blessing of God's hand on your life is going to get easier and more fruitful. Uh, and, and so don't underestimate that gift. Don't underestimate the authority that God's given you because it is real and it's powerful. Yeah. Lord, we thank you so much for Sean and Haley. We thank you for Jasper. We thank you for their beautiful family. We thank you for your hand that's upon them. Lord, I thank you that you have rested upon him from the time he was young. And Lord, that your spirit has never left him. And I thank you, Lord, that he carries a powerful anointing upon his life. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for the increase and the stirrings of what you're doing, even in this, this new season. I thank you, Lord, that there is a fresh stirring and there is a, a deepening and a, and a wonder and a, and a curiosity and an awe and a hunger that's rising up. And Father, I just pray for so much more. I, I thank you, Lord, for the integrity that he carries and for the, the godliness that he stewards so well. And Father, we just release, Lord, a deepening and an increase and a fresh revelation, Lord, a touch of your spirit in a way that he's not even experienced or encountered before that maybe didn't even know was possible, seen it in others, but, but not ever experienced. Lord, we release it now afresh in Jesus' name, eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to comprehend and receive the goodness of God in the land of the living. He has so much more for you. There's favor upon your life and there's a grace upon your life that's contagious and you carry it in a measure that overflows from you onto those that you speak with, spend time with, have contact with. There is a goodness of God and a glory of the Lord that rests upon you and there is about to become an increase of fruitfulness in your life all around you but it's not by might nor by power it's by my spirit says the Lord don't be afraid and don't worry it'll flow naturally of the overflow of who I am upon you and in you and through you and all around you but I've called you I've chosen you and make no mistake I'm coming for you shaka says the Lord hey yeah awesome 
Yeah, it's good. It's good. I don't know if Karen's got anything else, so I'll just sort of wait. But uh, just, just quickly, Bob George, I just felt for you that uh, you have nothing to worry about with your family. God's got your family. He's, he's got your lineage. And I feel there's a blessing on your lineage. And, and there's going to be a rising up in the, in the gospel in your lineage in areas you didn't necessarily think could bear fruit. Uh, but he's got them. He's got them. I just sort of hear a resounding. He's with them. And, and that's your legacy, your and Barb's legacy. So bless you guys. Yeah. Lynn and Michael, can we pray for you guys? Do you mind coming out? No one's watching, I promise. <laughs> I just want to pray for you guys. I just felt when Marty said that your names came to me and, and I, I really sense, I mean, God's hand is on the two of you in a really special way, but you're about to step into a new season where things increase in a whole new way, sugar. And I just see, I see Lynn, there is a fire in you and you are a firecracker. You're a fire carrier and you're a fire releaser. There's a passion upon you and there is a, a hunger for more. You're not satisfied. You don't, you don't just settle. There's something in you that is hungry for more. You want more. There's a stirring and God's going to use a contagious hunger in you, this firecracker anointing to ignite other firecrackers around you. Crackers are fun. I'm a cracker too. I <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's the overflow of who you are. But there's, there's others who God is going to stir and ignite something afresh in their lives because of who you are, the freshness of who you are, the, the joy of who you are, the energy of God is on your life. And, and I really see this is the season that you've been called to for such a time as this and the season that you're walking in, the season that's unfolding before you, you're going to see fruitfulness on your life that you've wondered if it's ever going to come. Is it ever going to come? Is it ever going to come? You are in that season and stepping into that season where the fruitfulness and the goodness of God is going to abound in your life. When the Israelites went into the promised land, they sent the spies into the promised land and they came back with fruit that was so big that they couldn't carry it. They had poles between men with the fruit that was giant level fruit. There is giant level fruit coming upon your life, Shaka. Lord, there is so much. There is so much. And it's about to burst through you in joy. It's the joy. It's the joy. It's the joy. It's the joy of the Lord. <laughs> and Lord, we thank you for them. We thank you for your heart for them. And Lord, I thank you for Michael. I thank you for the depth of you that he carries. I thank you for the godliness of who he is. Lord, I thank you for the purity of his heart as a father and as a husband and as a man of God. I thank you, Lord, that he comes before your throne and he lives his life on his face before you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your presence upon him. Michael, you're a carrier of the goodness of God. You're a carrier of his glory. You're a carrier of his peace and his presence. And there's a fragrance of Jesus in your life that is rare and it's precious and it's holy. It's holy. It's holy. And there is a gentleness of the lamb, but there is a strength of a lion in you. There is a strength of the lion and he's with you and he's upon you. And just, I keep hearing this, this quote from um, Adam. 
Aslan and, and Lucy says, you know, he says, Lucy says, you know, Aslan's a lion, is he safe? And, and the response is, oh no, he's not safe, but he's good. He's good. He's good. And God's goodness is on your life. And there's an increase of that that's about to shine forth upon you. And there's an increase of favor coming upon your life. There's an increase of joy and goodness and the overflow of the fruitfulness of the Spirit. There's just this massive fruit basket that you guys are carrying that's about to overflow with abundant fruitfulness in your lives and upon your family and upon your house and upon all that you are. And Lord, we just thank you for Lynn and Michael. We thank you for them. We thank you for your Spirit upon them and we bless their coming in, their going out, their rising up, their laying down and we bless your hand upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Bless you guys. Just give someone a high five, would you? Awesome. You guys are good. Well, what I want to share on today is um, what I've called the real you. The real you. I don't know about you, but the world is not getting any um, more normal, is it? I did a weird thing yesterday. I um, was sitting in the spa and I decided to watch the documentary What is a Woman again. I've already seen it, but I watched, watched it again. Some of you laugh because you don't even know what it is, but if you watched it, it is scary. It is scary what is going on in the world today. And there's a saying that I've heard over the years in a spiritual context that says, um, as California goes, so goes the world. And I've kind of refuted that for many years, but the more I look at history and the more we're living in current day history, uh, current day world, it's actually true. And uh, spiritually, you can just point to awakenings, the hippie movement, G uh, Jesus people movement, Azusa Street revival, etc., etc., which have swept over the world, all stemming from California. But also, then you just look at tech. And so we, we are living in a world that is so influenced by Hollywood, California, Silicon Valley, that whole region of the world. We have a huge amount of dominating influence in the West. And so anyway, I'm watching this documentary. I've seen it before, but I'm watching it again. And all I could just begin doing was praying because it is, it, it is so weird out there in the world. And it's not getting any cleaner and more vanilla and easier. It's getting weirder and weirder and weirder the further human depravity plays out. And so... I'm watching this and I'm, I'm thinking and praying and it's not really the topic of my sermon today but it, it just ran along with where I was thinking because I actually encourage you to go and watch that, uh, the, the documentary, What is a Woman? Uh, and and you, would think, you would think it is the easiest question in the world to answer but uh, an hour and a half of uh, Matt Walsh interviewing specialists from all over the world and America in particular, university professors and doctors and uh, surgeons and all of these spe uh, specialists and they can't define this term. They, they, they either can't or they're too scared to. And so we're living in a world that today 
needs the real you and the real me to rise up like never before. I mean the real you. <laughs> not, not the plastic one, not, not the one that maybe you put on to please other people or maybe, maybe the one that feels heaviness and depression all the time. That's not really you. God didn't create you with depression. God didn't create you with anxiety, with fear, with negative thoughts. He created you perfect. He created you so that you would represent him on this earth. All that other stuff is the baggage we collect on the way. I did a strange thing yesterday with my boys helped me. Um, we've built a couple of tiny houses and um, I don't recommend that to anyone necessarily. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's the crazy things you do. And um, I like a good project. But yesterday I said to the boys, hey, let's, let's move the tiny house. It was, it was on a bitumen area and, um, and, uh, and George, our oldest, actually said, yeah, I know, I know what happens when Dad says this, this will be a quick job. It turns into a three, four hour job. And sure enough, it did. Because this thing weighs like four and a half ton or something like that and it, it nearly tipped over and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, it's been sitting for a long time on bitumen with the struts down, the legs down. And as we wound the legs up and moved this thing off, it was very, very clear that it had left indentations in the bitumen, which is a tennis court actually. And, um, and so... We'll be playing odd tennis for a while. It's got a, a, a higher degree of complexity about it because the ball's going to be going you know, left and right. But there's six imprints on the tennis court where these legs sat. Uh, and, and as we moved it out, I'm, I'm looking at it going, wow, those things, they're going to be difficult to get rid of. And it's easy for me to look at the tennis court and, and think, oh, it's a, it's a write-off now. You know, what are we going to do? And, but this is exactly the same with you and me in life. Many of us have impressions of the past still on us. But it's not who you are. You're actually a tennis court. You're an amazing tennis court. You're gifted and talented and called just because you've got some dimples. Dimples are good things. I remember when I was a teenager, there was a guy in class and he had dimples and I really wanted dimples. For some reason, I, I just thought it looked good. And, and so it, it's weird when you're growing up what impressions you, isn't it? But, but anyway, it's, it's those things that we think make us look bad. They've made us who we are now. And God loves you, impressions and all, scars and all, all that stuff. It all makes up who you are, but it doesn't discredit you. It doesn't discredit you. And there may be one person who came today who needs to hear that because you felt discredited. You felt written off because of the dimples, because of the imprints, the scars, the past. Well, I'm here to tell you this morning, you are not disqualified. You are not disqualified. Marcus Aurelius said, Look well into thyself. There is a source of strength which will always spring up if thou wilt always look. That's the God inside of us. The God inside of you, if we will look at him, if we will get to know him, if we will listen to his voice, we will always hear hope. He never talks in disaster. He never talks in fear. Even when I'm watching weird and wonderful documentaries about how crazy the, the Western 
system is right now, it's as crazy as it's ever been, I think, or as confusing anyway. And so we can look at that stuff and, and we can get fearful, we can get anxious and we want to go into fight or flight mode. Fight mode is, all right, let's take down and let's politically challenge the system. Flight mode is build a tiny house and get out of here. And, uh, and so I've, I do both. But ultimately then I settle and go, what's the voice of God in this crazy world? What's he saying in this craziness? What's he saying to me? What's he saying to you? And I want to encourage you, the real you is powerful. The real you has an anointing from heaven. The real you has a mandate from Jesus. Some of you have never maybe thought about this before because you thought someone holy like Keith or someone else, you know, they, they've got this or they've got that or they, they're called to do this or they, they're influential. They can speak, they can pray, they can evangelize. No, it's, it's exactly you that I'm talking to. It's exactly you. You are called, you are anointed, you are gifted, and the time is now. The time is now. The time is literally right now, this weekend. For some, it's time to arise and let the real you stand up and be the person who God's called you to be. And so when we take a posture of that, that's actually just obedience to the voice of the Father because he's calling each one of us. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. The Spirit God gave us does not make us timid or fearful, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. That's who God's created you to be. Someone who carries power and anointing. <clears throat> Sorry. And it's the apple cider vinegar shots in the morning sometimes. <laughs> Power, love, and self-discipline. When we hear God's voice, when we obey, and when we tap into that inner voice, that inner calling, the real identity of who we are rises to the surface. All the insecurities, all the anxiousness, anxieties, all the second-guessing. I think that's an that's a epidemic, if I can say this, of the modern world is we second-guess ourselves. Second guess, oh, should I do that? Shouldn't I do that? Because there's so much PC all around us. Like, am I allowed to do that? Can I do that? Should, especially if you're in a university campus or if you're in a workplace or, in fact, if you're alive today, then we're second guessing everything because we don't know. And I often wonder, even when I'm watching that, that doco yesterday, I'm like, who are these bullies in the room telling everyone, well, you can't do that? Who are these warped people who dominate the corporate sector, who dominate the banking sector, the AFL, who dominate all of these bodies that we go and enjoy? Who are these people? They're not people. It's a spirit. It's a spirit that hates Jesus, hates Jesus in you, hates Jesus in me, hates authority. Why? Because it, it's, it's at its core, it's anti-God, it's anti-Christ, it's anti... Now, I'm not saying all these people are, but when we look behind it, and honestly, when I'm watching this docker yesterday, I'm like, I can literally hear where that's coming from. I can hear where that's coming from. It is, it's so clear. And so 
we got to realize that unless the real you rises and stands and takes your place in society, in the community, in the kingdom of God, then there's a missing link. There's a missing link. A missing link of your anointing. A missing link of your prayers. A missing link of your influence that you have with other people. You think about it right now. How many opportunities in in the last month you might have had to be obedient to the voice of the Spirit of God and follow that through. I know there's a couple of opportunities I had and I didn't follow it through. And, and so it's at times like that where I remind myself and I think, what? why did I hold back? Everyone does it from time to time. And I'm not talking about street preaching or, you know, doing crazy things. I'm just talking about all those naturally supernatural things that you and I can do on a daily, weekly basis. And maybe it's just praying for someone. Maybe it's just sharing. Maybe it's texting and maybe it's doing something for him. Maybe it's giving him a gift. Maybe whatever it looks like for you to rise up into the destiny, into the greatness that God has for you. And some of you, even when you hear those words, the first thing you do is doubt yourself. The first thing you do is doubt yourself. Oh, greatness. That doesn't even relate to me. It does. Because greater is he that's in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And so that's why we're not in fear. Even though there's mass confusion and weirdisms going on all over the place and there's terms and genders and things that will be made up in the next decade that we never even thought existed. And so we're living in this world where we've really forced to rely on him and trust in him in a way we haven't in the past. But as we do that, we look deeper and deeper within ourselves and we find the reality of who we are. And some, some people, because of the scars, because of the brokenness, because of the past, discount, discredit themselves from stepping into what God's got. That's exactly what the enemy wants. The anim- enemy wants to hold us in chains, guilt and shame, because of the past. You might not even be living like that now, but he holds you to the past. That's the enemy's plans to reduce the anointing, to reduce the influence and the the effect that you and I can have here on earth. Because if he can't get us by removing our salvation, which he can't, then ultimately he'll do everything he can tactically around us to reduce our effectiveness. I want to encourage you, even this week, rise up into everything that God has called you to be. You to be. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. And it doesn't have to be yelling and screaming. It might be very peaceful, very quiet. It's going to look like your personality. You don't have to change personalities. You don't have to change anything. But all you're doing is letting the real you come forward and say, wow, this is how I'm meant to be. This is what I was born to be like. This is what I was born to do. And the more we get to know the Father, the more we get to know who we really are. That's the problem with the Western confusion right now is we've forgotten who our father is because our father gives us identity, not our feelings. Our father gives us our identity. I'm saying it so loud and clear because it's on podcast, it's on record, and in a decade I might be arrested for saying that, but I want it on record. It's our heavenly father that gives us our identity. And when we get to know him, 
When we get to know him, we learn who we really are. All the other stuff, all the dimples, the scars, the impressions, the imprints, all that stuff can make up who we are. But he made us to be perfect. He made us to be one with him. He made us so that we will return to eternity and be with him in a perfect heaven. And so these are the promises of God. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 to 5 says, In their last days, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of, uh, sorry, I duplicated that. Um, their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. This is a description of life. Now, I'm not saying this is the ultimate. It, it might get worse. I, I think we're probably headed for, in some ways, stuff that's going to get worse in some areas of society. But nothing changes truth, nothing changes hope, nothing changes destiny. And so, as many say, as the dark gets darker, the light gets lighter. But the need for God's people to rise up and be who they've been called to be has never been greater. It's never been greater. It can't just, you know, there's days and years gone by where God raised up great men and women and they would be beacons of society. And I think of Martin Luther as one and many others who are reformers. The truth is things are so bad now that every single one of you is needed. Every single one of you is needed. Every single one. Every single person in this room. Your prayers are needed. Your voice is needed. Your anointing is needed. Your calling is needed. Your influence with other people is needed. You never know. You never know who your prayer and your little encouragement or, or whatever God gives you to give to other people. As you give it away, you never know who that's going to touch. I'm always fascinated um, when sometimes, you know, if our podcast doesn't work for the week, we'll get messages or emails or I'll even get texts or whatever. It's like, hey, what happened with the podcast? I'm like hang on, you're in Queensland or you're in other places. You never know who's listening to you. That's what I'm saying. You never know who will watch you and who's learning from you. People are always watching. They're always learning. And it's not so much about bashing them over the head, but it's about releasing the kingdom of God that God has put in you because that's the real you. All the other stuff is temporal. All the other stuff will fade away. But your spirit is one with him if you know him. If you don't know him this morning, I encourage you, give your life to Jesus. You might be listening on podcasts, watching online or here in the room. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, you do it. It takes an instant. It doesn't necessarily take an altar call because it's a heart connection. It's a relationship with a real loving heavenly father through Jesus. So there's a few things I just want to finish on. The truth is that many of us minimize what we can do for God. Many of us minimize and play down our effectiveness for God because of our insecurity, because of 
our own thoughts or because of our past or because of what someone said over our life or maybe what people might think. I want to encourage you today to stop minimalizing God because God is in you. God is in you. He's in you. His calling is in you. And so it's with that knowledge that when we're stepping out, we're stepping out with his gifting. And when we do that, I believe he, as we act on those good godly impulses, he releases more. There's a faith that when we act in faith, God doubles it. He releases more. I don't know about you, but you've probably stepped out in times, whether it's giving in the offering or giving to someone else or just doing an act of generosity. When you do that, you get blessed and they get blessed. And it's exactly the same when we do anything for the kingdom of God. You get blessed, they get blessed. So it's a double blessing. But not only that, he then increases you. And so it's one of those things when we want to step out, we want to stop minimalizing God because he doesn't minimalize himself. And he's in you. So when we're doing that, we're saying, no, God, you're not big enough to do that. You're not good enough to do that, but he is. And I believe he wants to stir hundreds of us to another level of living in the kingdom, living in faith, stepping out, doing things for him. And, and for some, it might seem insurmountable. Just do what you can. Just do what you can. Philippians 3.12 says, Not that I've already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. And this, this is our encouragement. I mean, this, this is an apostolic writing. And, and we look at it and, and he says, He hasn't obtained all this. So of course you and I haven't obtained all this. Of course we still fail. Of course we have doubts and fears. And this is where the enemy gets us. He gets us by trying to make us feel like we aren't good enough. That he makes us... I didn't think the preaching was that bad. But see you, Keen. Have a good day, Keen and Sarah. Bless you guys. <laughs> but God wants you and me to believe his best about us to believe his best about us. I want the worship team to come up. That's a great moment just to finish on. I always tell families when, when the kids are playing up, you know, we've had three young kids in church and they were climbing all over everything. And, uh, you know, we, we were chasing them around the whole service. In fact, there's, there's whole years of my life I can't even remember what was preached or anything really. But uh, that's life, isn't it? That's life. Why don't you stand? I want to pray for fresh authority over us this morning because I just feel that um, as we stand up and as we rise in our authority that God's given us, we begin to step into new territory. We begin to step into bigger realms and bigger things and that's what God wants for you. Luke 10, 19 says this. If, uh, if you want to... Just receive a prayer of fresh authority. Just lift your hands, close your eyes. I just want to pray over us this morning. Luke 10, 19. Jesus' words to you this morning. I have given you authority to trample on snakes 
and scorpions. And it might be whatever words you can replace that with. Other strongholds, other situations, temptations, trials, opposition. And to overcome all the power of the enemy, nothing will harm you. Nothing will harm you. I have given you authority. And so Jesus, we stand with you before the Father this morning. You are you are our counselor, our comforter. You've given us Holy Spirit who is our advocate, our mighty advocate this morning. And we stand with you in heavenly hosts. And we say, Lord, release a fresh authority on us. Harvest Church, your people, a fresh authority, a fresh vision and life. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to us and you would let your calling and your gifting rise up in us. Let it rise, let it awaken. No more listening to the the negativity or the past or the, the impressions or the scars. None of that matters. Today matters. Holy Spirit. I pray fresh authority, fresh authority on your people. Let them see who they really are. Let them see who you really are in them and around them. Rise up, Holy Spirit, with fresh authority, fresh authority. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just receive that by faith. Receive it by faith. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, He has so much more for you. He has so much more for you, more than you could ask or imagine. Do not limit Him. Do not limit Him to what you can think is possible through you. He is greater. He is greater. He is greater. More than you could ask or imagine. Holy Spirit, I pray You'd seal that inside of us today and You'd release Your anointing and Your gifting and Your authority. Lord, I thank You for each person here today, each marriage, each family, each gifting and talented, called, loved one. I pray Your protection over our minds. Where the enemy has tried to strip us of authority, has tried to bring doubt and fear and anxiety and depression and heaviness, go in the mighty Name of Jesus. We silence You, Satan, in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' mighty Name. And Lord, I pray You would release Your joy. Release Your joy. Release Your fiery joy, Your authority, Your energy, Your life, Your vision. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, break every shackle. Break every shackle. All of the strongholds broken in the Name of Jesus. And I speak freedom and joy in Jesus' Name. Amen. Awesome. Bless you guys. Fantastic. Hey, just a note, in August, which is a while away now, Pastor Dave Hall is coming down and we're going to make it official about joining the ACC. I got, we got pastors messaging us from all over saying, it is amazing what you guys are doing. There's so much excitement around it. And you guys have been phenomenal in that whole journey. So bless you guys. And uh, enjoy some coffee and fellowship time together. And we will see you next week. Remember, men, to sign up, Kingdom Warriors. We need you all there. I will come around and pick you up if you're not there. And uh, 
Bless you guys.